Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand. You could never understand. If I were a man... Oh, sorry, let's start again. If... If were... <laughs> so, good good morning. You're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here at the 3CR. And I'm just trying to get my quote for the day out properly, but I just seem can't seem to get it out. If, were, if I were not a man, I would like to be a bird. As I am a man, I do the next best thing and ride a bicycle. That's from the Reverend Matey. And his book, How to Ride a Bicycle, 1892. Pedal your blues away. Blues, get thee behind thee. You're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show. Here on a cold, blustery Melbourne morning on this 27th of May, somebody has thrown the switch. We've got a good show coming up today. We're going to talk about how to brighten up your life. Pick your favourite <laughs> colours and ride away like a bird. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. And good morning, Master of the Colour, Steve. How are you guys? I'm very well. We're good. Sorry about you've seen me in the worst. No, it wasn't too bad, was it? (laughs) (laughs) It's part of the show, said Val. Oh, yes, I know. Everybody thinks I'm making it deliberate. (laughs) (laughs) We have got a good show coming up. We're going to talk about actually how to colourise your bike. And we're going to pay a little bit of a Your life. Your life. Life. Your life, sorry. <laughs> and um, obviously um, talk about a few things that have happened around Melbourne and actually the passing of Peter Moore. And we'll catch up with that. Faith, a bike moment? A bike moment. Yeah. Oh, look, I haven't had a lot of bike moments lately because I've, I've been riding less. And for what seemed like a range of reasons, but... Um, what I I normally take thyroxin, which is something people take when your thyroid doesn't work properly. Uh, yeah. And I went for some routine blood tests and discovered that I've been on the same dose for nine or ten years. 
But um, the reason I haven't been writing much lately and feeling quite a bit shit is because <laughs> things have changed and I need to take a lot more. So this morning writing to the studio, which because I do it so regularly is a bit of a benchmark and I've been thinking lately, God, why, you know, the leg's not working and is there something wrong with my bike and, you know, blah, blah. And this morning flew along. Just thought, oh, my God. Just... Nice and everything's back, back to normal. Bike moves perfectly, legs work. Chains on. Chains on, tyres are pumped up. (laughs) I often look down at the chain when when I'm struggling. God, what's going on here? I I can't get anything going. (laughs) It's interesting that we've spoken about this once before, that sort of how much, you know, the ride to work is different from the ride home sometimes, just through your mental approach. Steve? Yeah, no, I definitely don't ride as much as I used to uh, ever since starting the business. Um, yeah, riding's definitely taken a, uh, a step back. It's one of those awful ironies about bike businesses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're closer to the bike. There was a guy yeah. I worked with, he goes, don't mix your hobby and your business. <laughs> oh, and all of a sudden, yeah, <laughs> the hobby is now um, put on the second shelf. And, uh, yeah, the business is uh, booming along nicely. So, yeah. yeah. No special. Uh, um, sometimes um, you get surprised a little bit by bicycles. I've always been. Um, uh, I've been on the lookout. I've got uh, one of my daughters trying to find a nice bike for. Her. I found one uh, for the other one, which is very nice. Anyway, uh, a thing came through Second Chance Cycles the other day, a Guthrie bicycle. So and. I'm not sure, probably late 60s, I suppose, or early 60s. Lady stepped through, not virtually not one straight tube on the bike. So <laughs> both from the front to the rear have got this lovely curve. The uh, seat stays have got a lovely bend backwards like the coronation frame. And I go, no, oh, yeah, that's all right. And I said, oh, and it has got a wonderful paint job on it, I've got to say. Mm-hmm. And it looks geometry very different and I just, just discovered how wonderful it is to ride. I sort of geared it up a bit and changed it a little bit. And this most beautiful, different feeling, just coming out from this thing that seems uh, a little bit lopsided, obviously very big rake in the fork, <laughs> slack head angle, slack seat angle, but just rides like a dream. So is it your bike now? Yeah. No, no, I've already been told off. <laughs> Actually, I rode it here today. <laughs> it's a slippery slope, I rode slope, it to work. Well. Claire said to me, that'll be the last time you're doing that. I said, well, I've got to test ride it. Come on. Anyway, bikes, bikes, bikes. Oh, Faith. Any, we've got a bit, of, little bit of news we should get through. Well, um, I'll just mention the City of Melbourne transport strategy because that is still up for public participation and feedback. Um, Won't go into details about what's in it because it's a really comprehensive plan that affects a lot of areas in Melbourne like Exhibition Street, um, there's Elizabeth Elizabeth Street Street and a few other areas. So we'll put a link up with the podcast and if you ride through the City of Melbourne or would like to ride through, maybe you don't now because it's hard to find a street you feel safe on, then if you'd like to be able to take your kids in to do the shopping, you know, um, 
then it's well worth having a look at and um, giving your feedback on. And the feedback is open until the 19th of June. June, yep. So, um, yeah, we'll put a link up with the podcast. And uh, and a good thing to see is actually it's not – they're going pressing ahead with Elizabeth Street. Mm. This is strategy plus doing it, yep. Uh, yep. which is um, great to see. And very briefly, the um, – St Kilda Road bike lanes, finally. Yes, finally. Finally. They'll be having none of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, a budget put up for yep. uh, the first stage of those. And um, there's some articles in uh, Melbourne newspapers from 1894 where cyclists first said it would be nice to have separate bike lanes on St Kilda Road so we didn't have to get killed by horses and carriages. <laughs> And so 126 years later, it tick, might happen. Tick, tick, <laughs> uh, It might happen. Yes, all those three councils will agree. I presume the plan's there. Yep. 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 Now, if you're a cyclist around Melbourne or involved in any of the um, um, things to do with bicycle, and city planning is one of them... Um, people be saw the passing of Peter Moore during the week. I think Peter's probably made a bigger contribution to cycling and cycling infrastructure, Ordax. I mean, I could just go on and on and on about Peter's contribution um, to the cycling world. I suppose um, if I can, t- I'll tell a couple of stories that I've found. Peter, I'll give you a bit of an overview from where I first started to first met Peter. Anyway, in the light in the late nineties, the critical mass was just starting to get a bit of a swing on. This would have been about four or five years into the start of critical mass, and it was starting to attract a lot of attention. And we it was getting a a little a lot more out there. So, riding the tunnels, the Balti Bridge. And we produced posters and went round places to put them up. And, of course, I like being a little naive 50-year-old. <laughs> Thought of bike shops and love these posters. Posters in their shops. I went round to about 10, I think, bike shops. Peter Moore at Abbotsford Cycles was the only one who'd let me put it in the window. And they said, make sure I put up two and put up a couple of flyers. So, you know, he was involved in all those other things as well. The other sort of nice... I got to know Peter very well over the next 20 years and um, I remember very, very early on, I must have been riding one of those terrible old... um, It was a hand-me-down, one of those Melbourne 10-speed bikes. Mm. You know, they were painted a nice blue colour, though, some of them. They Mm. had a nice paint job on them. And it was probably two sizes too big for me. Yeah. And I can't remember why I was in Abbotsford because uh, I was, fi- you know, I'd all fix them all up myself. And Peter said to me one day, he said, look, Val, he said, every bike needs a bit of Campagnolo on it. I said, oh, Peter, what do you reckon? And then he gave me a seat post binder bolt. I thought, I've still got that, <laughs> that seat post binder bolt on the, uh, on the bike. I um, the, the two bike shops I've worked at, Human Powered and Commuter Cycles, both of them benefit greatly 
and I would think made their existence and their well one still existing their ability to exist and prosper actually was very much helped by Peter Moore in you know all the mechanics I think at Human Powered got uh, cert threes on prior learning through Peter. He was a real hands-on person that actually made sure those two shops had a real founding and got a good start. And I remember picking up the phone up there and calling ourselves Abbots at Cycles of the North. Here we are. You know? <laughs> he was really that much of a help. Until oh, I could keep going on and on and on. The other quite fascinating thing was Peter never stepped away from anything and he had a long battle with um, cancer. I think Peter rang me up about three, four weeks ago to make sure we did an ad for the swap meet on the radio show. He was still very active. I think probably two months ago he brought a truckload of stuff down the second chance cycles, even though he'd sold the shop. He was still very much involved in the whole thing. Faith? I uh, I didn't know Peter the way uh, you did, but I do remember, I think it was the very early 90s and uh, when Melbourne sometimes, as far as bikes went, felt like a little bit of a, a wasteland, like everything had gone south. <laughs> and I remember someone then saying to me, you need to go to Abbotsford Cycles. Because you will find your people. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter, you'll be solely missed. Has your subscription lapsed? We want you back. Spend more than the evening with us. Reunite with us. Subscribe to 3CR and get excited. Call 9419 8377 or donate online, 3cr.org.au. And let's get back together. It'll feel so good. And you're back reunited with the Yarrabug radio show. Uh, as Val mentioned at the start of the show, we've got Steve Gardner from Bikes by Steve in the studio and we're going to be talking about ways to colour your bike and your life. Yeah. Welcome, Steve. Thank you. Um, you started out painting cars. Yep. Yeah, auto. Uh, a lot of resto at the start. And, yeah. Uh, Got into the smash side of it and, yeah, after a long, long time in the one place, I decided, yeah, I needed something different, so uh, something a bit more creative. Um, and a couple of guys said, you know, you should paint bikes for a living and I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to paint bikes for a living? Well, like, there's no know? living in <laughs> And uh, one thing has led to another and here we are yeah. two and a half years later and, uh, yeah, it's going well. And I think, um, I mean... The thing that struck me at the Handmade Bicycle Show recently was walking in and seeing, you know, Bastion and Curve and Prova and all these amazing um, bicycles, but the the paint is just next level. Thank and, you. 
there and it's it's I think it's a real thing at the moment that people mm. really want that not not just custom look but um there is something about color at the moment on bikes yeah and, yeah a lot of people like uh, the individuality of painting a bike uh we've done one that's uh well, one's coming up that's the alien theme from the movie aliens <laughs> another guy's talking about doing star wars um, people because of the autumn leaves at the moment, yeah. we're doing one. Yeah, oranges and red faves, and it, you know, my white spike's got a um, dandelion on the front. Yeah, yeah. that little beautiful yeah. little detail mm. that makes it your own. So you work for a lot of the custom bike builders in yes. Melbourne, um, but you we were talking about you also do people's own bikes, and sometimes yeah. not particularly special bikes. Yeah, no, but just. Bikes they've had for years, you know, they ride yeah. well and uh, they're starting to look a little bit old, a little bit worn out, but, you know, they love the bike and they, they can't justify the, you know, five, six, ten grand on a new bike. So they're happy to spend a few dollars and get it painted and get it painted to either look modern or, you know, personalise it with um, a little bit of artwork or yeah. you know, a, a comic theme or whatever they're after, yeah. And when you're working with, um, like, Bastion or Curve or something, is there a different, not just a different look, like is there a, a, a different, are you doing something different for each of those? Like, you know, is the difference not just in the bike build, but they have their own look? Yeah, look, a Bastion's uh, scheme is very uh, similar. They'll change the colours, but they'll yep. always have the same font or they'll have... Um, yeah, the, the fork legs are painted the same way and they'll change the colours up a bit there. Mark loves a little bit of colour. He yep. loves to mix it up with a bit of colour yep. uh, on his Provers. They're pretty cool. And same with the, the curves. A lot of them will be just a titanium frame. We'll add a bit of yep. colour into the fork and the stem. Um, a couple, occasionally, yeah, we'll paint the whole frame, half a frame. It's, it's entirely up to them and they just give me a, uh, a sheet with everything they want done and, yeah, we deliver the goods in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. Can I just go go back to a little bit of the? I'm going to go technical now. <laughs> so if I most new bikes now are all powder coated, uh, probably the cheaper steel ones would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, high end will always be sprayed. Um, yep, like a carbon frame, etc. Oh, yep, yep. And is we're talking about paint, as in two pack or yep. yeah. Yeah. So we use PPG automotive. Um, paint, so what you see on a car is the exact same yeah. product we use. When you look at old bikes and you see that it's obviously the paint's very thin, is mm-hmm. it? Is that the difference just in the thinness of the paint? Yeah, a lot of the older stuff, um, probably, yeah, thin, but also built to a uh, budget. So, yeah. you know, they'll churn them through if a bike's five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars they're not going to spend a lot of money or a lot of time getting them painted so they they're made to look good they look great and they will live that five or ten years and then that bike's pretty much ready for a rebuild of some sort or replacement what uh, and let's sort of talk talk about color now what what's the what's the most popular color for a bike Oh God! Leading up to the handmade, <laughs> leading up, <laughs> leading up to the handmade gonna, show. She's not going to help you. Here. It was um, blue. Yeah. I, is it? Yeah, it had been so long since I painted a blue bike, and then it was like six blue bikes in a row. Right. It was crazy. Uh, honestly, it changes. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that kind of purpley. Yeah, yes. pink. Yeah, so everybody loves 
candies and the rich colors. And, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, it's good. How do you get that transparency in a paint job? Candy. So yeah, you, you'll spray it, for example, silver, yep. and start laying different candies over top of it. So it's like, it's reduced. It's it's very thin. So the more layers you put on, the deeper and richer it gets. Yeah. Um, and you can quite easily blend uh, like a, a, a dark blue into a dark green and almost not see the transition. Yeah. So that looked really good on the Provers. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, Mark, was, yeah. They just, yeah. Mark's pretty, no, yeah. Mark loves all the bit of a uh, fade here and there. Like those neon Technicolor mountain bikes. Yeah. Do you remember those? It'd yeah. start off at the bottom bracket purple yeah. and then wind its way up too. <laughs> well, we did well, one for uh, Fix Sale a little while ago. It was a uh, curve that we painted. And it was uh, in, yeah, inspired from the 80s. All oh, yeah. Oh, yeah crazy yeah. hypercolours and fluoros. Yeah. 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 It was pretty cool. The, um, I, you always see a correlation. I'm talking about mass-produced bikes mm-hmm. here, but sort of that middle range, Soma, Surly, and you know, the things all there. When you see the Pantone colour of the year, yeah. you can actually next see see the tangerine. Yeah. We went through mm. Pantone colour was tangerine orange once this year. One year, and next year we're flooded by tangerine bicycles. There are orange bicycles Mm. everywhere. Now it's gone to purples for the next one, I think. There are some that are doing purple all the time. And the purple Pantone colour came from the purple that Prince's Grand Piano was painted. That's where that shade of purple Mm -hmm. comes from that they're all getting onto now. And um, so what's your favourite thing to do on a bike? Oh, Favorite thing to do on a bike. Oh God! Honestly, I, I enjoy the polishing at the end of it. Okay. I really yeah. do. Once you've sat down with a customer and you've seen the design and you've gotten it built and painted and everything, and you're sitting there doing the last, you know, twenty minutes of the polish and you see it all come to life in its, you know, final stages. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And I always do my little Instagram photo. Show <laughs> everybody that little teaser before it's uh, handed over to the customer. It's good. Do you ever you get attached to them at some stage? Does some of them stick out and go bang? Yeah, I recently did one for a mate. Uh, he just collected on the weekend. It was a uh, really nice Trek Madone, and uh, yeah. I don't know a little bit of a soft spot for the Trek Madone. They're a pretty cool looking bike. They were uh, a bit out there when they first come out, yep. and um, yeah, he had a fall about uh, three months ago, and uh, decided to do himself up a bike to keep and yeah, yep. make nice. So it was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was nice. There's. Uh, I'll tell one quick story, then ask you a serious question. <laughs> I'm standing at the bike shop, and a mother and daughter walk in. You know, you can obviously tell, and um, walk up to the counter, and um, oh, we're here to buy a bike. And obviously, for the daughter, she's just coming to Melbourne for school. And my first question to the mother was, "And what colour?" And she looked at me and said. I knew I'd come to the right place. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Oh, and, you know, what sort of colour bicycle do you want? I asked a customer, I want a bike. I said, what colour? Oh, that doesn't matter. I said, I bet you in 10 minutes it Mm. really does. It certainly does does matter. Mm. Because it says a lot about, Mm. you know, that personal connection to the bike. You know. uh, well, and we were talking about that, that, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to have bought the expensive custom bike, but if once you customise that bike you do already have, mm, then it's, uh, it's, it's even more yours. Yeah, it's, for sure. It, and it creates that emotional connection mm. or laser. And, and I do get a lot of that with the, uh, 
you know, five, six-year-old carbon bikes or steel bikes um, as a mass-produced, you know, commercial-branded bike where they do say, paint it up, it's it's a great bike to ride, but it's starting to look a bit yeah. daggy. It's looking very 80s or very 90s. And, yeah. uh, or it was never your colour anyway, but yeah. they only do one a year anyway. Exactly, and that's all I could get. So <laughs> and we, do, we paint them up and people love it because they got a very one-off custom-looking thing. Yeah. yeah. There's a wonderful um, story at the end of that. Is it Robert Penn who wrote the book? Um, it's all, about, it's the all about the bicycle. And he's got the custom-built bicycle. I can't remember the builder in England. And he wants to get it painted a certain colour. And the bike shop boys go, no, we're not painting it this colour. Have you ever had somebody ask you to do a colour that you go, ooh? Yeah, I always say, to them, don't do a fluorescent colour, like you're going to regret it so quickly. Yeah, well, they, they, they're dirty, they fade. It's just, yeah. it, it's such an awkward product to paint. But I'll give them that. When you do do it, wow. When they leave the shop, they For look five so minutes. good. Oh, they yeah. look great. Yeah. They really do. Yeah, yeah. All right. Don't take it outside. Leave it in the shade. It should be yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So you've never refused to use no. it? No. Good. If they, at the end of the day, it's their bike. If they want to yeah, yeah, spend yeah. the money and get it painted, you get it the way you want. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, you're up in um, what strikes me it must be a pretty dangerous place to walk into. You're uh, sharing a space with um, some other awesome bike businesses. Yes. Uh, yeah, we've got Bastion, we've got Prova, we've got RiderFit. Uh, we all share a factory in um, Fairfield. Um, we all decided to pull our resources and yeah, have ourselves all in the one location, and it's great. I mean, yeah. it's just bike camping uh, in there. Must be a nice bit of energy. Yeah. And, yeah I had yeah. a work experience kid with us a couple of weeks ago, and he was just like jaw dropped. He walked in <laughs> and just, oh, yeah, this is great. The candy shop. <laughs> mm, for sure. <laughs> There's a lot of that happening in Melbourne. That that mm. and you know the uh, Evan and the other now I can't yeah. remember the other bag yeah. makers. Everybody's sort of getting together as groups. There's no competition between no. anybody. Oh, God, it's no. striking. Mm. You know, it's one of the nice parts about bicycle world. Is, oh, for sure. You know, nobody cares what anybody else is no. doing. Like Everybody's there um, to help people. We had uh, Darren Bourne from Bourne Cycles in the factory the other day, and he was yeah. there for hours just chatting, chatting. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if people do want to um, check out your work or get in touch with you, your website, bikesbysteve.com.au. Yep. And, and your Instagram page. And we're also on Facebook. <laughs> yep. So, um, but they should be prepared. It's going to probably cost them a bit to, uh, like, no. you start looking and then you, yeah. <laughs> by the time they've matched in the busy man leather work. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You make why a start. You? And it's not, not, you know, not sending you broke. It's not a crazy expensive hobby. No. I mean, you know, compared to most things. And look, if you don't like one colour, get your other bike painted a different colour. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> as soon as we started to talk about you, I'm trying to work out, oh, yes, how can I what, strip that I, down yeah. and I'll ship the full truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then choose the wrong colour. <laughs> Um, and that's all we have time for today. You reckon? No, I don't know, Val. I was misinterpreting the way you're looking at me. Yes, true. Sorry, Sorry. I'm, I'm a little bit off key. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish up with some events. Yes. In case uh, you want to take your beautiful new bike out for a spin. Um, have you? Uh, do you do Melbourne Roubaix? I haven't as yet, but I yeah. uh, definitely will be there this year in some 
way or another. Okay, good, cool. Because another Melbourne institution. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and that's coming up soon, and there are still tickets available on the website. So that'll be on the weekend of the thirtieth of June. Always a fun day out, especially if you've got a nice, mm. pretty bike to show off. Yeah, that's it. All those blue laneways, it's a really good backdrop for some yeah. colour. And a calming <laughs> colour too, blue, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And also coming up the weekend before that is the annual Swift Campout, which um, for the slackers in the Northern Hemisphere is uh, <laughs> the warm summer solstice, but for us is the coldest, darkest day of the year. The day um, you want to go camping. And there's a, a lot of places running their own campouts. Commuter cycles are always do a good one here in Melbourne. And um, so that's worth checking out. And that is all we have time for today. And coming up after this show is Jailbreak. And coming up next week is the Radiothon. Yep. If you like listening to Radical Radio here at 3CR, make sure you resubscribe or come back. Reunited. Reunited. <laughs> Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.